Welcome to the 27th episode of Dialuka. I'm Stephanie Tankilisan. And I'm Sweden Lee. This week we're going to talk about male-female friendships. Can men and women just be friends? Mike Pence doesn't think so. <laughs> so. We're going to talk about why he doesn't want to have dinner with any other person that's not his wife and talk about men and female friendships according to science and research. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the friend zone and the historical devaluation of friendship over time. And And also sharing some of our own experiences as a male-female friendship. <laughs> we realize this is a very cis-hetero episode, but we were trying to do this also as a way to like stay in our lane mm-hmm. and being aware that there's like an erasure that happens when we're talking about this kind of stuff. So we want to acknowledge that and uh, we want to reclaim friendship as something that's valuable and worthy to pursue. In and of itself. And we have some big news at the end of the episode, so stay tuned until the end if you want to hear or, about or that. You, or you can fast forward to the end. But please stay tuned. Yeah. Try not to fast forward. So, here's to it. So if you follow US political news, you might have heard a little bit about the controversy around Mike Pence and his wife Karen Pence. So what actually happened is Ashley Parker, a reporter for the Washington Post, wrote a profile on Karen Pence, Mike Pence's wife. Mm-hmm. Mike Pence, if you maybe forgot, is the vice president to Donald Trump. He was also the former governor of Indiana and general... Patriarchal white man. <laughs> yeah. You know this guy is not good news and is actually a lot more conservative than Trump and actually mm-hmm. like implemented a very anti-woman agenda when he was governor. Yeah. This included uh, repealing a lot of protections for the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and defunding Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Um, he also recently broke the tie in order to repeal the funding for Planned Parenthood in a yep. room of like white men. Yep. So that's him. Yes. Uh, in a nutshell. He has a great record if you are into the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. So in addition to this, he's an evangelical Christian and he was actually um, baptized Roman Catholic and then they you know, became born again evangelical Christians. Mm-hmm. And as a part of this, they follow what is called the Billy Graham rule. Billy Graham is an evangelical pastor from the focus on the family, church, and mm-hmm. ministry who... And her response to avoid further scandal of the evangelical Christian church movement in the 80s yeah. decided to have a rule where he is not allowed to have dinner alone with any other woman besides his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man is also not allowed to go to any kind of function with alcohol without his wife present. Mm-hmm. So Mike Pence follows this rule and um, he's been true to this since 2002 and this was just recently unearthed by the Washington Post and Ashley Parker yeah. in her profile of Karen Pence. Yeah. And this uh, announcement or reveal got a lot of praise for Mike Pence from the conservative side of the political aisle. But if you're listening to this, you'd probably be more critical than that. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably not exactly on that side of okay. the aisle. <laughs> I mean, we're not even going to talk about why Billy Graham had to have this rule and why evangelical ministers in the 80s are so prone to... Hashtag a lot of extramarital affairs. <laughs> you can look that up on your own. But, you know, a lot of people who are not from the conservative side have been commenting about how ridiculous this rule seems. Yeah. So the thing is, I respect people with religious beliefs mm-hmm. and I respect um, people who want to protect their marriage. Yeah. 
uh, I think the institution of marriage can be a very wonderful thing. So I have nothing against that.、Mm. But the thing is, this is not just some average Mike. You know, like he's not an average Joe. This is about Mike Pence as the Vice President of the United States being unable to have dinner alone with Theresa May, the Prime Minister of England, or Angela Merkel, the Chancellor of Germany, because he thinks that women are just another sexual object. Yeah, that's the assumption here, right? Yeah. Like when you、so、have a rule, this is the like thing.、This. Like the presumption here is any kind of woman who is biologically woman to them. Mm-hmm. Is considered as someone who can threaten the sanctity of their marriage. Which, if your marriage can be destroyed by dinner, then you have bigger problems than yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> one that. Two, what does this mean, right? Fundamentally, one, you're having someone who is in a position of power who has practiced this for the last fifteen years. This means that any kind of woman in a position of somewhat power, or like wants to network with Mike Pence, cannot do so over dinner, and、no. does not have the access to power to do so. Right?、Mm-hmm. I just really wanted to quote something written by Glennon Doyle Milton,、uh, founder of the nonprofit of Together Rising and creator of Momastery. She's a Christian, and she talked about how like. She wanted to reject the notion that Pence rule is personally political, so I'm quoting her here. His marriage perpetuates religious and political ideologies based on false dehumanizing ideologies about women, that when espoused by those in power have manifested as disastrous outcomes for all of us. If Pence cannot eat alone with a woman, it must mean because he sees a woman across the table not as an advisor, not as a teacher, not as a leader, not as a constituent, but only as a sexual entity,、mm-hmm. like. This, if you recontextualize it by the policies that he's actually done, which takes away a lot of rights for women, this means that he really, generally, does not have a space to have a genuine, deep conversation with women about the policies that he's enacting. It kind of makes you realize the decisions he's made as a governor and as、yeah. you know a politician. As a governor, you have to you know care about your constituencies, and if you don't want to have that face to face, like a real, honest, genuine face to face. This just, I think. Let's just say, let's just say that you can have lunch as a woman alone with Mike Pence.、Mm-hmm. But this is the kind of man who portions out dinner because he thinks that primarily women are a threat. Yeah, he thinks you're dangerous. Yeah, you're dangerous. So, I also highly doubt that he would have dinner alone with you. Yes, <laughs> I mean lunch alone with you. Sorry. Or at least take you seriously. Or take you seriously. Like a part of this is that right? Like he、mm-hmm. cannot have. Dinner with women that's not his wife because he doesn't take them seriously. So, like, I really like this line as well, Glennon. You did it better than me, so I'm just gonna quote you. <laughs>、um, Likewise, the inevitable consequences of the Pence rule is to preserve and pass down men's power to other men. If powerful men are free to meet alone with other men and to exclude women from the most powerful rooms in the country, how will women ever occupy those rooms in their own right? If powerful men are only able to mentor young men, where does that leave young women? Yeah. So access is power, and access denied is power denied.、Um, I think part of it as well is that you know, again,、uh, you know, we want to reiterate that we're not knocking down on religious values or conservative values in that sense about、yeah. families, right? Yeah.、Uh, again, Glennon Doyle is a conservative Christian, Christian. Conservative. I don't think she's conservative Christian. Not a capital C conservative. <laughs> yeah, but she does run the monastery. Okay. So she's pretty Christian. But she's also pretty feminist. It sounds like. Yeah. But I mean, I think that. But that's the thing.、It's、like religion is not antithetical to feminism necessarily. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the interpretation of that religion that can be very、mm-hmm. patriarchal. What I think we're taking offense at right now about Mike Pence's worldview is that it excludes women. 
That's yeah. not Karen Pence. Mike Pence certainly does not have any female friends. Yeah. And with that, transition. <laughs> So I guess we'd like to take this Mike Pence gate as an opportunity <laughs> to talk about male-female friendships because Mike Pence just clearly doesn't believe in them. And maybe Mike Pence can actually have listened to our podcast and think, you know, it's like, oh, opening up an entire new world. That's, that's not <laughs> definitely not happening. He's clearly not going to listen to two millennial Indonesian feminists ranting on our tiny podcast. <laughs> but if he does, if Mike Pence, if you're listening, you can learn a thing or two from this. So yeah, um, so the whole question, can men and women be friends, is an age-old question. But in this case, we also want to talk about, well, me and Sweden believe that the question is actually very erasive to a lot of different kinds of sexualities. Hmm? Uh, First, it assumes that all men and women are heterosexual. And only attracted to one another. Yeah, it completely ignores people who are gay or even bi, or maybe even asexuals, and all the various types of sexualities there are. Mm-hmm. So, but since we also really want to stay in our own lane, as and six, not mess sp- speak, yeah. yeah, and as cisgendered and heterosexual people, we kind of just want to like stay in this, like, we can talk about this in a way that is acknowledging of the erasure this question has while staying in the lane of what we do know and what is true about our experiences. Mm-hmm. So we completely acknowledge that we can't talk about those other spaces because yeah. we don't we don't inhabit them. Yeah. But they do exist. Yeah. So, yeah. I think first we need to define what does that mean, right? Because mm-hmm. clearly men and women with attraction can also be friends. Yeah. I like don't want to even talk about relationships where um, one or the other person has been attracted to someone. Like, I just want to say, like, completely platonic relationships in which men and women can be friends without ever being attracted to one another can exist. Yeah. Even heterosexuals. Case in point, us. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, we've complete... been friends for like over 10 years. Two-thirds of our lives. Two-thirds of our life, yeah. Damn, we and, old. And just some social science research that goes into this. Apparently, what the science says about this uh, and the surveys they, they had is that they found... Drumroll... <laughs> Women can be friends with men and never be attracted to them and, like, have no strange ideas about their friendships. Mm -hmm. But men have a much harder time being friends with women. Without having awkward tension between them. Yeah, so, like, women... Groundbreaking news, (laughs) guys. news. Um, So, basically, a lot of women have no problem, you know, being friends and, like, not being attracted to their male friends. Mm -hmm. Um... Because women see men as human beings. Yes. But the problem is a lot of the times, the biggest downsides are cost to have like a male-female friendship for a man is like being rejected. Yeah. For a woman, the biggest downside is like having to reject men. <laughs> this says like, a lot about the patriarchy, like, right? Being, oh, this is, and I'm quoting from the research, being unable to reciprocate romantic feelings. <laughs> Science speak for basically like, rejecting them. The thing is, like, women feel bad about that, but you, like, we really shouldn't be. No, you like, shouldn't be. You know. And it's like, why? Why should your default be like, oh, I'm sorry that I have to reject you? Yeah. I mean, it also means that women, if they are rejected by men as well, they can easily move on from that. Like, yeah. to, to sort of like, you're also not pining on your part. Yeah. Because you can accept a male individual as a friend and not. Yeah. Has to only be a significant other. Yeah. But I think for a lot of guys, the friend zone exists. Why won't you like me? <laughs> yeah, I think part of it is that it's a deflection 
of the fact they've been rejected. Like, you yeah. know, you can sort of like put the ball back into their court and say it's their fault. They've friend zoned me. I've tried my best, but they only want me as friends. But part of why I'm really uh, annoyed by the idea of friend zone is also yeah. it demeans friendships, right? Yeah. It's almost like, oh, friendship is like the sloppy seconds. Friends. You know, it's like the rebound. Oh, yeah. you didn't get to be with them. So now you're just friends. Yeah. The idea of friendship is that it's not supposed to be uh, yeah. surrounded by, you know, the next step mm-hmm. as opposed to a romantic relationship yeah. where it's supposed, you know, there are steps to go through, yeah. right? In order to sort of culminate or whatever. A friendship has culminated if you guys are good friends. That's it, you know? Yeah. And like arguably in ancient Greece, um, mm-hmm. you know, the time Aristotle, Plato, they talk so much. Like in Nicomachean Ethics, there was a whole chapter on friendships. Mm-hmm. And they barely talked about love and relationships, like yeah. romantic relationships. Because it used to be friendships were heralded much higher in terms of types of relationship than a romantic relationship. Because yeah. a romantic, well, a man-female relationship was at that time considered more for like reproductive purposes. Where your friends are like the true estimate of who you are and who you can be. So mm-hmm. you are growing as a person through your friendship. Yeah. Whereas um, the, you know, men-female relationship was like, you know, carrying on the family legacy. You know, the idea was your romantic relationship before wasn't your soulmate, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. your everything. Like, your friendships were. And, you know, that really changed over time also because of the advent and the growth of this idea called the nuclear family, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the family unit as a... The most important, important unit in your life. aspect of your life. Also partly because of, like, the growth of, like, nationalism and you know, progress of economies and like so like romance being inherently more valuable a friendship is a cultural construct in itself it doesn't have to be that way like i think for me there are definitely friendships that are more important than some relationships that sounds really bad but it's true <laughs> i sure hope so uh um like they're definitely more consequential friendships they're more enriching more beautiful like more valuable for me to have experienced as a human being than you know some like less important hmm. relationships that with people who shall not be named do you think part of it as well is that especially in this day and age where we have social media yeah the idea of like having a shit ton of friends is now i think more valuable than having a really good core group of friends i don't know i don't know if i agree with that i think it's like i think one there's like I think just for female friendships, I think that traditionally has been very much devalued by um, the media and Hollywood. Like, mean girl style, you know, it's like reduced to like petty competition and women are like... Or comedic tropes, Yeah, right? comedic tropes are pitted against each other that mm-hmm. really, I think, undermine female friendships. Yeah. Um, and for male-female friendships, like, also again, Hollywood, like, you know, has a very difficult time portraying that. But I think in real life, a lot of people have very rewarding male-female friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, I think friendships can be such a well of, you know, inspiration for people mm-hmm. that I think it's about time that the importance of friendship be rediscovered, right? Reclaimed a little yeah, bit. Reclaimed, especially as, you know, we've, you know, gotten more feminist as a society overall with slow progress. Um, the possibility of male-female friendships is like something that is not as possible, let's say, 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. With, you know, the increasing acceptance of women as people, <laughs> I think that should allow, you know, different kinds of possibilities of male-female friendship because male-female friendships do sometimes have their own interesting dynamic, right? 
And I feel like I've learned so much from people's different perspectives. If I only hung out with cis hetero males all the time who are only interested in women as sexual objects, then my God. You'd go crazy. <laughs> I'd like, yes, I'd go crazy. And I'd be one of those bros. <laughs> okay. Then we wouldn't be friends. Yeah, exactly. This wouldn't, this wouldn't be happening right now. Yeah. Um, you know, there is such value in having friendships across the aisle, not just politically, but like across all spectrums. Yeah. If you're only crossing the... Th- that river of difference just in order to make a romantic connection, then you're losing out on so much on what's possible. So I've been mean, talking a lot about these friendships, right? How did we also come up with this topic? Uh, it's because... We have uh, an important announcement to make, which is... So Dialogica is moving to the u.s i know it's a little bit weird um both stephanie and i on our like in our own lives timeline. yeah in our own timeline in our own different hustles have somehow ended up with having to move to the states <laughs> so sweetie and what will you be doing and what's happening in your life <laughs> um i'm moving back to the states to work with the company i've been working with for a few years now he I'm... finally got his h1b Yes, took a long time also, of all the years. Really, of all the years. Uh, but yes, I'm moving back. To Washington, D.C. To Washington, D.C., the land... Of the free! The belly of the beast. The belly of the beast, basically. <laughs> it's true. You might... If you go to the Trump Hotel... You I should just, be... like, hang out there and just interview people, right, for yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Whereas I'll be going to New York. Yeah. Uh, I'll be attending um, graduate school. Columbia School of Journalism. Where I'll be... Working with data. Yes, and learning... And learning how to be a better reporter. Hopefully taking audio classes so I might like know how to start editing. Yes. <laughs> um, but I guess what we're saying is not only are, you know, is Dialogica going to the States, but it's also like we're still very much interested in keeping Dialogica going. Yeah. It's and... been over a year, guys. We have 27 episodes, which means that we have not failed in recording <laughs> every two weeks for over a year. Remember, like, our very first goal was, like, 10 episodes. If we can get 10 episodes, we'll be fine. We'll be good. And we can look back and laugh at what we did. Yeah. (laughs) And now now we're here, and it's kind of exciting to think that, like, even though we're moving... We'll still still be be very much focused also on Indonesian issues and Indonesian politics. Mm -hmm. We're also definitely trying to grow and evolve as people and as podcasters, so maybe we'll be able to do more interesting collaborations with other podcasts in the U.S. We're trying to, you know... Not only taking this opportunity to thank you guys and uh, show our appreciation for how much support you've been giving us, but also share about how we have plans for Dialogica and yeah. how we hope we can grow as we personally are also growing in our own lives. Yeah. You know? uh, Mostly I'll be trying to stalk WNYC and try talk to Jed. Yes. Or the two dope queens. Yes. And I'll be tagging along behind like... Yeah, I'll be puppy. like, I, I'm going to go to like... WNYC, do you want to <laughs> pretend to be a journalism student? <laughs> yes. And we're also going to be trying to score Hamilton tickets. Yes, that's, that's like the big thing. That's we're going like to wait thing. in line every single day. <laughs> well, I'm going to be, because I already checked like the subway route. It's oh like my God. a straight shot on the one train. I love Sheep. Downtown. <laughs> I've like, downloaded all the apps to get the lotteries. So you're set more on getting Hamilton tickets. Yeah, than, I've, I've than, sorted than... out more of the Hamilton tickets than my like Visa I twenty stuff, which is probably oh. a problem. Yeah, you need to get there first. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, 
So, but yeah, yeah um, like I think we'll definitely be looking forward to growing as people because part of like what we talked about in our own personal lives is we felt that we've stagnated a lot in the last year without mm-hmm. the podcast, especially. And um, we look forward to growing this podcast into a better, awesome, more yeah. maybe sad engineering product. Uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> Here's to that. When people obsess so much about whether or not they're being in a friend zone That's or true. not. I'm a great friend. When people <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably a better friend than I am a girlfriend. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us this week. Uh, we hope you kind of took away something from it. As always, um, music credits to Jazzart, Ryan Little, and Bro for Free. And if you haven't followed us on YouTube, um, our latest channel... Uh, you should definitely follow yeah. us. We're also still going to be on SoundCloud, but we want to uh, highlight YouTube a bit more. And also, it's a lot easier, I guess, to listen on YouTube than, yeah. say, like open up SoundCloud or you know go into iTunes and download the podcast. So we're trying to make it easier for you guys to, to, uh, listen. to enjoy the episodes. Yeah. And once again, we always, always really want feedback. So email us at dialogicapodcast at gmail.com or send us a Facebook message or comment on YouTube. And as always, uh, we'll have resources and links at our website, theologica.id. And thanks so much for listening. Bye.